Thank you for joining me today on Good News with Twanda Black, where we're discovering some of the most inspiring trials to triumph stories and empowerment moments. Call up a friend and let them know it's time for some good news. Welcome to Good News with Twanda Black. I'm your host. We talk with folks from all walks of life about their good news. Because if your neighbor and your family and your friends are having good news, it's good news for you too. So sit back, relax, and enjoy our next guest. Joining us today is Deborah Horde. She is producer director of Move When the Spirit Says Move, the legacy of Dorothy Florence Cotton. And um, it's a really interesting piece. Um, how are you today, Deborah? Very well, thank you. Nice well, first you. of all, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, you are president of Photosynthesis Productions and for a long time, actually. So talk about your career. Yes, well, it's uh, one of those things that was sort of by accident, often these things. A friend asked me to help him uh, film a kid's birthday scene for National Geographic Society. And I had some really cute kids, and so I did it uh, and started helping out on productions. And that was 35 years ago, and now I own the company. Wow. <laughs> it's <laughs> from the bottom all the way up. <laughs> so so what were you doing before then? Did, did you desire to do something else, or just kind of fell in your lap? Have a, you know, uh, went to school at Berkeley during the 60s, so I was busy with political things. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I have a Cornell degree and I was home with kids and, and thinking about the next thing I would do. And in my 30s, we have time for lots of different things these days. So I was wow. excited. Um, yeah, so I was ready for a career and this yeah. really clicked. That's, that's pretty awesome. Of course, this is, uh, we're celebrating and honoring women this month and and you as a producer and a filmmaker has created this documentary the legacy of dorothy cotton first of all tell us about this really remarkable woman i've heard about her even in settings with some of the civil rights leaders here in atlanta yes and uh they have mentioned her name good yeah good she needs more recognition mm -hmm. uh, it was unfortunately somewhat typical of the times that, uh, and we explore this in the film, is that women were uh, undervalued, unrecognized, and uh, uh, at that time, and in our history, you know, it was the men who were out in front mm -hmm. uh, giving the speeches. And that's not to say they shouldn't have been also, uh, because a lot of the worst violence in that time was directed to black men. Mm -hmm. And so it was important to raise their, their stature as well. But the women, it's, it's, this is happening today, you know, are, are not uh, recognized uh, enough. And so, and Dorothy lived the last 25 years or so of her life in the little town Ithaca, New York, where I live, upstate New York. Um, came here to be a work at Cornell University. And even people here, even though she was a charismatic, fabulous, person in our midst, a lot of people did not realize her importance in the civil rights movement as a colleague and an advisor to Dr. King. So uh, our film 
uh, was produced together with the Dorothy Cotton Institute, which she co-founded with other colleagues here in Ithaca to carry on her legacy. And that's, I believe, what we have done or have attempted to do is to show what she did and then inspire others to realize the power we have within us. That was very much her message was, don't wait for somebody else to save you. Save yourself. <laughs> save yourself. Um, so, so talk about how did she get involved in the civil rights movement? She uh, grew up with a strong sense of fairness and just in and the injustice she experienced as a child um, in, changed her life forever. Mm-hmm. And she uh, talks about it in our film. We're very pleased that we're able to let her tell her story in the movie because there's so much footage of her uh, giving speeches and being interviewed that has been unused. But she devoted her life when um, I guess it was, maybe it was the late 50s, 1960. Uh, the pastor at her church invited a little pa- another little pastor he'd heard of called Martin Luther King to come to her church to speak. They were trying to influence the local lunch counter to be able to serve black people. And they one thing led to another and she became a key member of Dr. King's executive committee at the Southern Christian Leadership Conference over the next many years until his his death so it just you know it was perfect for her she was head of the citizenship education program Mm -hmm. which trained thousands of people across the the south um, on the power that citizenship brought them and not just to vote she felt very much but to actually participate in democracy and that uh, it was fine. One of her famous stories is people would complain about they were uh, not being well served um, by the city clerk because they were black. And she said, well, why aren't you the city clerk? Hmm. <laughs> okay. That's one of her famous comebacks to try to get people to, uh, and, but you have to, you know, people have to transform themselves in some ways to feel that power. That's right. That's right. And it's, it's happening today. Very yes. Famous. Yes. It's so, which is why we're so thrilled that this film is at a good time. I mean, it would always be a good time, but this time, especially because uh, young people in particular yeah. are getting inspired and making a difference. Uh, and people in our film, Latasha Brown, you know, who are embody Dorothy's legacy today. Uh, it's so wonderful to hear and, and and hope that they will, you know, bring power to people sort of back in the day. Like I said, I went to Berkeley in the 60s, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you were smack in the middle of everything. It was a very exciting time. And I remember as a young person, you know, I was 18, 20, you know, we, we felt like we changed the world. We stopped, we felt like we stopped the war. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. So I can see as a young person now how they can feel like, yeah, we're going to do something too, because uh, there's a lot to be done. Absolutely. Absolutely. So empowering. Um, talk about the Dorothy Cotton Institute and uh, what it does there. Yes. And it was founded in 2007, um, a number of, you know, 11 years before Dorothy passed away. 
and with uh, colleagues who wanted to, who realized the value of her message of um, empowerment and nonviolence. Mm -hmm. And they wanted to have a formal, I think they first started getting talking, saying, well, we should have a scholarship at Cornell, or we should kind of do something. And it became apparent to all of them that they needed a whole institute. Mm. They needed mm. something that would have programming and outreach and um, connect with with national leaders all over the country and the world internationally. Um, one thing that we show in the film um, is a a listening tour that the institute conducted in 2012 to Palestine, to the West Bank. These elder black statesmen from the civil rights movement in America went to Palestine to see if there were things they could learn about how they were trying nonviolence or seeing yeah. if there were things they could share about their experience. Because in many ways, people around the world believe that the civil rights movement, you know, changed the country. And, you know, how did they do that in a nonviolent way? So, and she was in her 80s. I believe at the time and so it was still you know it was an amazing vision that she had of this international uh, curiosity and movement for peace uh, and social justice that's phenomenal um how can folks see i know that you're in the midst of a film festival tour at this point but but how can uh you know the regular population see the film well, if you happen to be in a couple of places where we're having festivals, uh, that's one avenue. Um, the rollout of the film, our, our rollout plan is to have these festivals to attract a distributor who would be able to stream it. Mm. And so that has, the deal is yet to be made, we're hopeful. Uh, and then it will be, you know, by the fall, we certainly hope that it will be uh, streaming on a platform that's available to most folks. But also another thing we're doing um that we plan in the fall is quite you know is a lot of a sort of tour of universities and church groups and community organizations that want to show the film and have it be mm -hmm. um a moment to bring together people to discuss uh how to make change and mm -hmm. you know or registering to vote the film could be useful all the way through next year as we mm -hmm. have the next presidential election Absolutely. That's a very strong hope uh, that this gets used that way and that we can have, and the Dorothy Cotton Institute and we can be available for panels. And, you know, if it's going to be, it's, we'll, we'll go around the South and around the country um, to learn from people and to help them use the film um, to build a better future. How, how did. The, the whole movement, and I mean, even interacting with the remarkable Dorothy Cotton really changed your life and the life of those around you. Well, I, I quote Dorothy all the time in my mind sometimes when I think, oh, what would Dorothy do? <laughs> uh, and would, what are her standards? Um, so I was... You know, when I first met her, I was uh, asking to interview her about the, the her trip to Palestine. Um, and she said, oh, well, maybe. And she said, she called me back and she called around to some of her colleagues and she said, 
everybody said not to do it, but I think I'm going to do it. So I'll co- so come pick me up. And so that was the beginning. And so you get the idea. And she was just captivating and uh, was on so many ways around our community. Um, so it was, so it's really an honor for, for me to be connected and to be able to do this film uh, about her and to bring her her name along with a lot of other names people hear about. Uh, yeah. Dorothy should be in that list too. Yes, yes, yes. So I'm gonna switch gears a little bit. Let's talk about you as a female filmmaker um, in this environment. I know it's changed a lot, um, but, but talk about your journey a little bit. Uh, well, you know, I'm old enough that it wasn't, you know, at the start, you know, I was just sort of a girl. <laughs> like all the rest of us. And, and a lot of other girls were secretaries. Right, right, right. Um, so it's been a journey, as Dorothy talks about in, in the film, is too, is learning, dealing with men that she thought she was smarter than some of them anyway. Mm-hmm. But she just let them think what they needed to think. Um, and and uh, sort of claimed her space. Uh, she was confident uh, and that has helped me over the last, well, you know, I interviewed her um, in 2018. That was the first time. So it's been a number of years that she has been influencing me in that way. Uh, but before that, I think I, it helped me a lot that I worked in at photosynthesis. I became a key member for you know, almost 20 years before a very terrible, my colleague passed away very suddenly and at young at age 55 and I bought the business and that was 20 years ago and so I was really ready and had done everything you could do in the business because I started filing and things like that and so it was very um you know I was ready at the time and I was enough older that I wasn't just a, a little girl anymore I may have been I was a woman could expect to be treated with a little more respect and dignity. So, um, and I don't know, of course, we live in Ithaca is a very tolerant, diverse, open-minded place, and uh, which is why I love it here. But, you know, the sexism is is still somewhat structural, uh, Mm -hmm. but more subtle here. (laughs) Everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, but um, I just think if you expect to be treated with respect, it helps that yeah. people yeah. feel that maybe, I don't know. Mm-hmm. 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 I, I mean, you know, your, your personality, your character, when you walk in a room, do you command the space or do, or you know, yeah, yeah. So how do you choose what you're going to talk about, what you're going to make a film about, what you're going to produce? I am so lucky at this point. I mean, I have a film company. I have editors and wonderful people that I love to work with. So, uh, and my interests have always been social justice uh, and environmental education type material things. My undergraduate degrees are in natural resources. So, so we are finishing up this film about Dorothy. Uh, and have already started to 
focus on a film that almost overlaps, which is more about the youth movement mm -hmm. for um, for voting and for empowerment, and to maybe unpack the history a little bit. Is it different from it was in the '60s? Now, because of social media, what's really happening? Right. So that's something we're already beginning to look into, which is exciting. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, also have been um, approached to collaborate on a film about food and climate change. Mm. And so food everybody eats. Most people really like to eat. <laughs> and so uh, climate change is going to change uh, the food that is available and the food that we eat. And so that's something to explore. And it's again, happening. Yeah. It, it, and it impacts some people much more than others, uh, which is not always r raises an important uh, point. So yeah. I'm, it's, it's what, it's really what I want to do. Yes. That's a good thing. Good that's thing. a good thing. <laughs> um, I read something about your film about Myanmar, and they said it was a thing of beauty. What was it about? Uh, this was a film that a colleague, a Cornell uh, professor, <clears throat> excuse me, traveled in um, Myanmar, which used to be called Burma. Right. Um, and so, and he was told uh, he was he's a filmmaker and a novelist and teaches physics and one of those kind of people. So he was told it was uh, illegal to videotape or film. And that was like raising, waving a red flag at him. And he immediately started <laughs> filming everything he could see. He came back to Ithaca with a hundred hours of footage and, and walked in my front door and said, I'm not really sure what to do with this. And my team and I took it on to tweak a story out of it, but it was fascinating because no, Burma had been very isolated for 50 years. So it was a completely, it was sort of a much more, it was, there were no Kentucky Fried Chickens. There was no Western influence. Mm. It was really very different. And of course it was also very authoritarian and unjust. And Aung San Suu Kyi had been in house arrest for 20 years. So, but it was just beautiful, beautifully photographed. And we worked with this colleague, Bob Lieberman to make this movie. and. It was just so unique and very fascinating to work on. That's one thing that's great about my work is that that was about Burma and we did that. And I know a lot about Burma and we just did a film on Mongolia as well. Wow. So I know a lot about Genghis Khan. <laughs> Where can folks go to find out more about you and photosynthesis uh, and learn more about your films? Yeah, well, our website uh, has a pretty good sort of sampling and a catalog, which is, you can get to, it's it's pspny.com. Uh, but if you Google photosynthesis productions, uh, just photosynthesis will get you lots of biology lessons. Um, but if you put the productions in, uh, we have, and we have Facebook pages and Twitter and all those things which are linked on to our website. Okay. So uh, I hope people do. And the film Move When the Spirit Says Move has its own uh, website okay. and social feeds. So that's just move when the spirit says move. Oh, that I see it on your screen right now. All right. All right. Thank Phenomenal. You. And so wonderful talking with you. 
as a female filmmaker and you know just talking about civil rights it appears that you're always going to be filming about something about justice and about rights and all of that so god bless you on that you. Uh, we look forward to seeing uh, the film, your new film, When the Spirit Says Move, The Legacy of Dorothy Foreman Cotton. Uh, thank you so much for joining thank us, you. Deborah Horde. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, and we look forward to seeing more. Thank you so much for inviting me. I appreciate it. You're Take welcome. Care. Oh, yeah, that's it. Great guest. Now, if you want to be a guest on the show, you can email me at twandablack at thepgnetwork.org or good news at thepgnetwork.org. You can watch the show via PGN TV on all your digital streaming apps or visit us at pgntv.org. I'll see you next time with some good news. God bless you. <laughs>